Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Introducing a new incarnation of world-renowned spiritual teachings, Higher Balance Dojo. Dojo is Higher Balance's latest digital training membership. Inside the Dojo studio, you'll find loads of curated content, handpicked and organized to help you learn the most important lessons and techniques that are guaranteed to bring about spiritual transformation initiate real mystical experiences, and inspire you to reach ever-increasing new heights on your journey to spiritual awakening. Sign up for a $1 trial to Higher Balance Dojo now and experience it for yourself by visiting hbidojo.com. That's h-b-i-d-o-j-o.com. In this clip, Eric discusses how to harness the power of the new year and how to program the year ahead to achieve your goals. Learn to avoid the pitfalls that may lead to failure and develop a flight plan for success. Enjoy. To see more and get a link to access the full class, go to rebelgururadio.com forward slash EJP session 20. So Nick had sent out the thing from New Year's post that you did last year, really just about programming yourself for the coming year, taking some time just before New Year's, setting a flight plan and clearing your consciousness and then starting the new year with with the right tone and the right attitude. Can you go through that process as far as well, you know how we should prepare for that and what the flight plan should look like for it? Or <laughs> uh, Let me just start off and say, what is the difference? And I'll pose this as a question to you guys and you guys can fire back because you should be, you guys should be on this. Why say to you guys, Hey, new year's is a great time to do this versus why not any other time in the year? Why now? Why, what makes this important now or even more important than typically any other time? So uh, I would think that it was because the collective consciousness as a whole is really changing and everyone is in that mood at that time. So it makes it a good time to insert that into the program of the consciousness. Exactly. This is where I, I call it a, a momentum boomerang or you're, you're kind of catching, like you want to go down river and you have a choice. You can either hike down the river or you can float down the river and paddle and try to speed yourself up. And when the collective consciousness, the grid, I'll call it, okay, is all kind of collectively thinking about the future, anticipating the future, hoping for a positive future, it's pretty much kind of the given, then you're really taking advantage of a direction or a slipstream of collective thought. So it's not going against you. It's not trying to keep you at a certain thing. So in other words, look at it like it's the dough. The dough usually has a mundane level where it's basically cook, clean work, 
you know, make love, go through your routine of life, you know, blah, 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 blah. And just that's the dough. The dough is generated by the collective hum of the consciousness of the planet. And it's generally our day-to-day function as red cells. Okay. So that is the hum that we're trying to ride against or to exploit at a favorable time. So when you have something like New Year's and New Year's being such a big collective, now I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't think that China celebrates New Year's or they got some other kind of thing or something, but there is a, you know, you got to look at those numbers, which brings up a very good point. If we're talking about slingshotting or taking events, like, like the other one is like, you know, they're always talking about like, oh, we've got to go far out into space. So we're going to slingshot off the gravity of the sun or the earth. And it's going to shoot us. That's what we're doing. We're slingshotting off of the collective of people and utilizing it in a way that's to our advantage. And it can be very powerful. So it's not to say that we should just be thinking about New Year's for the U.S., but there's holidays throughout the world. And every part of that, depending how big the holiday is globally and, you know, what time span you're working with, okay, you could exploit those things too. They may not be as powerful as a big collective New Year's event, but they certainly would have a big advantage. And, you know, some people may argue like, Oh, well, you know, they're 12 hours difference, yada, yada. Don't matter. That hum is going to last for almost probably a week, you know, but the peak of it, the primeness is, is, you know, during those perfect hours that you're around it kind of reminds me like the a hum of a, of a bee's nest, you know, when it's trying to stay warm, they all kind of create that vibration. And so having little ways of, of seeing it that way are, are better ways for you to approach it and think about it and find a way to, to work with it. So having said all that, I've completely forgotten what your question was, but anyhow, we want to slingshot the best time, you know, to do that is particularly New Year's because New Year's is specifically looking at the future, what, you know, what's going to come. So what would be some pitfalls that one should look out for if we're going to try a slingshot? What could be some stuff that could maybe mess up the trajectory that we better take in consideration when we're building our flight plan to take advantage of this? I would think that doubt would probably be one of the biggest one, like you sort of trying to do this, but expecting almost that it won't happen subconsciously. I, I think that, that that's not really what the answer that I'm looking for, but it's not a wrong answer either. It's an answer that is di- in a different category for me. Okay. So what I'm looking at isn't so much where my head is in the game. My, my right now, what I'm looking at is not the spacecraft, meaning me to, to move around the sun. I'm asking myself, is there anything about the sun or the earth or happening in the, the solar system that I might want to take in consideration that could go wrong? And how can I be prepared for that in case something does happen? So what would be something that would be a concern for me or a red flag during that time period? I think it is going to be where you are during that time in New Year's. If you're drinking, if you're celebrating, if you're with a bunch of people who are red cells, that's going to affect you at that time. So it's getting away from that. To me, that's still spacecraft. That still would fall into the same arena as, as Colton because that those would be the things that are directly affecting you in your immediate kind of space. That's stuff that you should be controlling before you do your session largely by saying, okay, I'm either going to go to the bathroom if you're really with people or do it before you go out or do it after you go out or try to figure that time out. So 
Sorry, not the answer. Not a wrong answer. It's just not the answer. And you guys should have an aha when I when I do bring it up. Does anybody else want to take a, a, a stab at it? It's getting the correct feels like for no. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm looking for is, and I and I think I've said that in here is that what if King Jong Un decides to shoot a missile? Okay. How does that affect the collective now that we're trying to boomerang with, you know, all of a sudden they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, just do the big crowd sound, you know, it's like, I mean, so you, you've got to kind of be aware of that. It shouldn't be a problem, but if it does come up, certainly you've, you've got to say, how do I work with that? Or how would I adapt with that? What if some, some terrible news comes out or some, something, you know, or, or, or Trump's, you know, declares something, you know, and on new year's Eve, you know, you're just like, ah, that could sour the body of your, your work or have an effect on it to a certain degree. Obviously the point is to, to be really indifferent towards it, but, but, the idea that you know that something like that could happen conditions you not to be so affected by it. If you weren't thinking about me just saying that and something happened, the, the surprise of that event would be enough to affect your consciousness potentially. But because you're like, nah, I knew something like this could happen. You know, like it ain't, it ain't going to affect me. I'm just going to, I prepared that in my, my thought process that, that something crazy like this could happen or an act of terrorism or anything, you know? So those are things that you, you have to almost subliminally know that during that time could happen. So your reaction, this goes back to your spacecraft now, okay, where, where I'm like, yes, you're correct, but not correct, okay? But it's your spacecraft or your consciousness, we'll call it, okay, that you're prepping to, to do a very process embodiment of work, okay? You want to know, can it handle a little bit of wind or debris or something kicking up that, that might alter its trajectory when you're, when you're trying to do it? And how well will you compensate if that moment comes? So just the idea that you have an idea like this could happen, okay, rather than being shocked and awed by it, you're kind of like ready to control yourself and, and move on and you'll, I'll deal with it later. So if something like that, and I'm just, it, if something like that happened and the collective changed, it's going to change that slingshot effect because the collective, the whole collective. So how would that affect what we need to do my, my answer would be to that is continue your flight plan. And the moment that you take in consideration and the fact that you know it, you know that this is going to affect, that's what immediately screens it out. It means that you know that, unfortunately, you're not going to get quite the thrust of energy that you wanted to benefit you. It doesn't mean that you still can't execute the program. For me, depending on how severe the information was, I would, I would very instantaneously weigh it out in my head. Am I emotionally affected by this? Like a, you know, like a nine 11 situation, I wouldn't do my jump. It's just too big of a thing. Do you see what I'm saying? If it's like a, a Boston marathon kind of situation or, or something that, that is concerning, but not my, I can say, okay, I'm going to do my 15 minute session or whatever then I'll, I'll, I'll fixate on this. So you've got to kind of make an internal decision. Do I stop or do I go? Am I going to finish this through or, or am I going to stop? So to me, it, it, it depends on how big of a deal it is. If they're going to say, well, somebody got stabbed, blah, 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 blah. Terrible, unfortunate, but you know, Hey, that's like practically every day at this point in the world, you know? So that, that's a conscious decision. But, but I, I guess the point that I'm trying to really point out 
to you is your mind is as effective as you're prepared for possibilities that, that this is like training in the military. They, they do routines where they go through buildings and shoot at one another and, and work in different groups over and over and over again so that they're conditioned not to react to something that's so new, so different, so shocking that it overwhelms your nervous system and your body, okay? And then you react to it and they panic because you're flooding endorphins in your body, okay? In essence, you're conditioned to know how to deal with the situation. You go into it so by... By contemplating and considering certain circumstances without going overboard, okay, because I, I think that can happen too with, with a lot of people, you you really want to say, okay, what are the general possibilities and how do I decide to abort or to say I'm going to go through with it, knowing that I can accept the fact it's not going to be as great as I had hoped. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm still good with it because no matter what, you're going to have an effect. So how I look at an effect to maximize the highest level of effectiveness, okay, is that I always say that if you have the best session to to affect your future, expect it to be 70% on target. So you might say, well, why not 100? Why not 90? Because if you psychologically have that number in your head, you're kind of creating your own self-defeat, worrying like some other eye that's part of you saying, well, what if this, what if that, what if it doesn't work as well as I want now? It's all no good. So if you, if you marginalize the fact that no matter how good it is, that it's going to still be good, but you're, you're setting low. I find that the success rate tends to be much higher because you, you set a lower standard on your, on yourself critiquing or criticism or criticism in advance of something you haven't even finished yet. That's what's crazy. So if you if you have an event happen and you know it's going to affect you, you know, you're you're like, okay, I'll I'll gonna do my best for a hundred, but I know I'll probably end up at 30. 10 to 1, that'll bump it up to a 50 or 60. Because you you accepted that instead of dwelling on it corroding your body of work that you're doing. The mind is is a very, it's like spider webs and the spider webs are just very intricate knitted and it's a neural system. And if somebody just goes and they bend and flex, that's like, like affecting your whole design of these electrons moving everywhere. So if you, if you accept that, it's almost like when the wind blows, it's, it's, it's sturdier. It doesn't, it doesn't have that flex to it. So your, your mind, of course, you're constantly working on the steadiness of it meaning like what I was doing in Saroon and we were talking about the other night is that you're, this is your Kung Fu. This is your meditation. This is working with your babbler. This is accepting your babbler by accepting it and minimalize it. When you want for nothing, you, you, you know, and you don't get upset when you talk in your head, you're really doing what I'm saying. You're actually increasing your success and feeding the amplification to the problem. Okay. By, by having acceptance or inner acceptance, you're, you're actually increasing a higher level of success to the body of your work without realizing it. Cause you're not, you're not traumatizing your, your whole thought process and getting frustrated over with it. This is why in a, in a sense, you know, you, you see, um, you know, Buddhism or you, you kind of look at the Dalai Lama and he's like, yeah, everything's okay. You know, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. You know, fine inner peace. You know, it's almost that approach, which is, is fundamentally the ideal of spirituality. When you think about it, that, that actually benefits the success of moving something in an optimistic way or in a positive way. And it's again, not grabbing 
the bull by the horns. You're, you're really finding a new way to dance in an elegant way, but in your own consciousness of how you're dealing with something rather than somebody barraging you and then you do it to yourself anyway. So this is, you know, self-awareness also. So it's, it's considering those possibilities when you get ready to do some, some work that by having a level of lowering your standards, it, it, again, sometimes when you lose, you win. Putting your spiritual knowledge into practice makes all the difference on the path to becoming one with the universe. But there is a power when we gather and practice together, which is why Eric is teaching a live two-hour class every month. You'll learn new techniques, practice and connect with the Higher Balance community, and create a tuning fork effect that resonates and creates a ripple effect on you for the rest of the month. To access the full class, go to rebelgururadio.com forward slash Eric Pepin live.